Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. We believe that stories are magic. So when we find a great one, we can't wait to share it. Far, far away on the planet Florp, a baby named Bobby Wonder was born. But his parents relocated the family to Earth right after the birth. So Bobby grew up having no idea he was an alien. Until his 10th birthday, that is. Can you imagine waking up on your birthday to find out that you can fly and talk to ducks? <coughs> Created by a New York Times best-selling children's author and produced by the award-winning Go Kid Go team, Bobby Wonder is out of this world fun. Search for Bobby Wonder on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello there, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This frosty account, Story Club members, might make you stay out of the wintry woods forever. It's one I call Gone with the Wendigo. Last winter, my friends Willow Yates, Autumn Nash, and Lance Jackson decided a vacation in the winter woods of the Great Lake region of Minnesota's North Forest. We'd rented a cabin on the lake and decided to have a relaxing week playing in the snow. We'd all been working hard and tracking down phantoms and needed a break. Except that we almost lost our lives to one of the most monstrously horrible things that walks the woods of the Great Lake region. Something so terrifying you almost can't say its chilling name on your frozen lips for fear that you may conjure it. And who knows, you just might. It was the second to last day of our trip. We were all exhausted from snowshoeing six miles. For some reason, we decided to relax from work by going out in the bitter, nose-biting, finger-burning cold to do more work. It had just turned dark and we were all around the fire pit outside. We were all planning to hit our bunk beds early in our cozy little cabin as we were completely worn out from our long trek through the woods on our snowshoes. Talk about a cardio workout. I swear I burned about 1,500 calories on that little jaunt. Oof. We were sitting around the fire, scarfing down some freshly grilled hot dogs, hamburgers, and baked beans. Yum. The wind was starting to pick up, chilling our bones even around the fire, so we decided to go inside. After all, we did have another fire going in the cabin. It had been my lame idea to eat outside. Food always tastes better to me outdoors for some reason. Especially when it's chilly and you've done a lot of strenuous work. I was biting my way through my second hot dog when a howling shook the snowy treetops around our cabin. My toy poodle Spike and Chihuahua Renfield were barking their heads off in the cabin. I saw them glaring at something through the window. Peering out into the icy, inky blackness, I noticed two burning eyes peering at us. I told my friends that we weren't alone. Lance told me to relax and that the howling was the wind. And Willow told me that the eyes I described were just the glare from the fire. 
But my psychic friend Autumn disagreed. She said that some negative psionic vibrations were shaking her. Something bad was out in those woods. Something evil. And then it emerged from the woods. A wendigo. How did I know what that was? Well, it stood over 10 feet tall and had a muscular body covered in fur. Not like a bear, but more humanoid in form. And it had the head of a deer. Dried blood encrusted its horns, and fresh blood dripped from its mouth. Its eyes burned like the embers in our fire pit. Don't anyone move, I whispered. It has poor eyesight. How do you know that? Lance asked. Because she did her Wendigo research, Autumn said. I saw her reading the book. You seriously brought us out here knowing that something like that monster is around? Willow said. Why exactly do I still hang out with you? Maybe it's hungry, Lance said. Oh, it's hungry, I said. It's definitely hungry. In fact, it's always hungry. That's part of its curse. Fine, then we'll just feed it the rest of our dinner and it can be on its way, Willow said. Nice monster, shh, that's a good little monster. Um, Willow, I said. The only thing that the Wendigo eats is human flesh. In fact, that's how a Wendigo is made. This was once human, but it was infected with the Wendopsychosis, and it started eating people. And then it turned into the hideous Wendigo you see right now. Wait, Lance said. Are you saying that this thing could either eat us or make us want to eat each other and then we'd turn into hideous monsters like that? Um, yeah, basically. Ivy, Autumn said, we're gonna seriously have a talk about this later, if we survive tonight. I say we run, Willow said. There's no place to run, Willow. It will find us no matter where we are. It must have tracked us as we were snowshoeing. How do you kill it? Lance asked, or at least stop it. You have to burn it and then free the frozen human heart within it. The monstrous thing tramped closer in the snow. Its impossibly long appendages stretched out to us. Lance reached in the fire and grabbed a burning log, then charged the creature. Ha! Lance, no! I reached for him, but it was too late. The Wendigo swiped at him with its gore-encrusted claw. Lance flew ten feet across the camp and into a snowbank. Then the monster was on Willow. Autumn, I said, can you psychically link with it and tell it to leave or something? Autumn tried, but as she did, she screamed, saying that her brain was on fire. It was up to me. Grabbing the lighter fluid, I squeezed the can on the monster's leg, then threw a fiery log on it. It screamed and dropped Willow in the snow, then lumbered off. I will take the sound of that screeching snow demon to my grave, I swear. Then I took care of my friends. Lance had a cut on his face, but he was alright, just a little dazed. Autumn had a splitting headache, but she was fine by the time we left for home. And Willow, well, she didn't speak to me for a good month after that. So yeah, if you're wintering in the Great Lakes region, you might want to watch out for the Wendigo. It's out there, it's hungry, and it will gobble you up. This story is dedicated to Thwin, who wanted another Wendigo tale. Check out another one of Ivy's chilling tales called Cloudy with a Chance of Wendigos if you haven't already. 
And speaking of gobbling, I'm about to gobble down this fried mozzarella sandwich and fries like our Wendigo party crasher wanted to do to us. <laughs> Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.